Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. I'm joined today by uh, venerable recruiting expert, Jerry Hamilton. Uh, Jerry is uh, on the road yet again uh, down in Florida this week, uh, uh, checking on some prospects. Uh, Jerry is the uh, recruit, a national recruiting analyst for On3, also uh, analyst for and reporter for InsideTexas.com. How are you doing today, Jerry? I'm good, Bobby. I'm down here uh, in Jupiter. Was at the Under Armour Camp Miami. I'm down in Jupiter for the week and head up to Orlando, uh, possibly see Cedric Baxter in the week, maybe on into a basketball game in New Orleans Friday night. But the big news is I didn't qualify for the Honda Classic on the PGA Tour this week, so I'm really bummed about that. <laughs> Jerry, come on now. Uh, hey, let's let's get real. Um, hey, this uh, is a good time to get real. Let's go. Yes, let's do it. Hey, so weekly segment here, uh, J Jerry and I kind of do, do a recap and also try to pick a topic uh, that we think people will be interested in from a recruiting perspective. Sometimes the news kind of dictates that, and that's a little bit the case today. Um, I want to go into two things. First of all, two new offers in the last 24 hours for Texas both of them out of state. I want to go over those two with you to see if Texas has any kind of legitimate chance there with those, those guys. And then the second part of it, I just want to go over out-of-state offers in general because Texas is definitely more aggressive under Steve Sarkeesian at this point. But at the same time, um, you know, we don't know if any of those are sticking. Like people don't know which ones to really cling on to and monitor heavily right now. And so I think the, the primary recruits uh, from out of state that we want to keep an eye on. We're going to keep an eye on all of them, but the ones that I think fans can invest some time in and, and learning a little bit about uh, would be helpful right now. Jerry, um, uh, let's go ahead and start with the two new offers. Uh, one of them it definitely fits that category, right? Because there's a natural tie. His cousin uh, just signed with the Longhorns. Uh, this is Desmond Umiozulu. Uh, a defensive end out of Upper Marlboro, uh, Maryland, the cousin of Neto, the offensive lineman from, from Allen that just signed with Texas. What do you know about uh, Desmond? Who are some of the competitors? That sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, obviously cousin of Zena, 2024 DN uh, as well. Um, look, he's he's got all your Big Tens. You know, the schools that really recruit the uh, East Coast region in that in that D.C., Maryland area. Um, he's got those, you know, Florida's taking a look at him as well, who loves to recruit that area. Um, but, you know, look, this is a big, I, I like the offer. We have, by the way, we have our on three 2023 rankings coming out, updated on Monday. Um, so there'll be a lot of moving and shaking in there within the state of Texas and nationally. And Desmond's a guy that Charles Power and I both like. We, we think he's got a really high upside. Um, and, you know, the, the whole thing with these out-of-state kids is when you get them to campus, right? If you get them to campus, when you get them to campus. I don't think there's any doubt that uh, Azulu will visit Texas um, in the spring, summer. Uh, I think this is a good offer. And I think this is a, an out-of-state kid that Texas will have a legitimate chance. I'm not saying they're going to get him, but this is, a, I think it's a smart offer. Yeah, I, I watched his video and I'm just like, yes, more, yes. more of him, more of him, please. Yes. <laughs> that, yeah. that was like, uh, I know that uh, it's, it's, you don't want to make a quick decision on guys, but that was a three play guy, you know? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bobby, as long as we've been doing this, some guys are three clip guys. Yeah. They're yeah. good enough to play at all these schools. I mean, it, that's just a reality. Yeah. I mean, he just, wow. Uh, long arms, got some quickness. Big guys aren't supposed to move like that. His name is Desmond Umiozulu out of Upper Marlboro, uh, Maryland. 
six foot six, 222. I'm guessing he's bigger than that now from a weight perspective since that was last football season. Uh, the other offer that came out from te that Texas uh, issued yesterday, uh, Kanaja Harris, offensive lineman from IMG Academy. So that's down in Bradenton, Florida, Florida, correct? And as we all, if you follow recruiting uh, somewhat religiously, you know that that is like the way station for a lot of big name recruits uh, that leave their local programs and head to IMG, uh, where they've kind of uh, built a infrastructure there for, for uh, NFL caliber uh, kids that at the high school level. Tell us what you know about Kanijah Harris. Is Texas, is this, is this one that Texas needs to not pay much attention to or Texas fans should pay a little attention to? Yeah, you know, he's a kid, unlike a lot of IMG kids, he's actually from the Sunshine State. He's from up the road from where I'm at in Jupiter up in the Fort Pierce area. Um, look, I think it's a long shot uh, uh, for Texas. He's, but he's been a kid who's been on the radar. Uh, I went and saw him when I lived down here. I went and saw him as a freshman. Um, so he's been on the radar as a really good player that long. I think your Miami, Florida's, you know, your Georgia's, they're, they're going to be the tough ones to beat here. I like the offer, talented player. Um, the IMG staff has nothing but good things to say about them. I was around the, one of the uh, lead guys at IMG Sunday at the Under Armour camp in Miami, and, and they have high praise for Harris. Um, but the impression I got from talking to this person, that it's not a recruitment that's expected to go Texas way. Texas could. I, we're chasing this, and we can't really – uh, uh, divulge it right now, but Texas could have an in at IMG coming about uh, in due time. And when we can report it, we will report it. Uh, but right now we're not hundred percent sure. So we're, we're doing some vetting, but uh, it's an interesting little topic. Very uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very. But um, Hey, so Jerry, I wanted to look into this. So, so let's just, for people that, that aren't aware, you can on, on three to see all the different scholarship offers Texas has made both in-state and out-of-state, you can go to the menu button, click football recruiting. On football recruiting, there's a tab called offers. Literally, to find out every player that Texas has offered to this point, click on offers, and it's listed by position, starting with quarterback, going all the way down to uh, defensive yep. back and then athlete. Um, and so let, let's just take it one by one of the, uh, the out-of-state guys that we think Texas fans really need to know. Arch Manning at quarterback – you know, is one we need to know. Uh, New Orleans, uh, Isidore Newman High School. Uh, Jerry, you know, what are you hearing right now with him and his recruitment? Um, I know that you and I are in this this uh, thought process that, that you know, Texas is in there, but how, how good are they in there compared uh, to the other competitors? Uh, and, and is Steve Sarkeesian even going to get a chance this season with a full football season to show what they're worth, or is Arch going to pull the trigger before that, which may not uh, be a, a good thing for Texas? Yeah, I think uh, the main thing to know with Arch is uh, Texas is very much in it. I, I think Alabama is absolutely the main competition. I think Georgia uh, it, it was up there. And I'm not saying they're totally out. Matt Luke leaving does hurt that a little bit. Matt Luke, Cooper Manning, close. Obviously, when Matt Luke was the head coach at Ole Miss. Um, and, and Georgia offering a couple of quarterbacks within the last week is of note because I believe Kirby Smart knew that Matt Luke was walking away from coaching. Um, and for those that wonder why Matt Luke's walking away from coaching, he's got $18 million coming from Ole Miss. 
he wants to watch his kids grow up. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, uh, recruiting is a 24-7 job for these guys and coaching football. So, and the game's changed with name, image, and likeness and everything. So he just wants to watch his kids grow up for a while. Um, so there's nothing nefarious or anything crazy going on there. Um, I believe the spring, and look, I, Arch will be on campus in Texas, at, te at Texas this spring. He'll be on campus at Alabama. I would bet he shows up at an LSU for a day, an Ole Miss for a day. They're going to continue to go through this process. I don't think he's going to go to an Under Armour camp. I don't think he's going to go to any of these camps. I think he could work out at Manning Academy, Passing Academy this summer. I think that's the last, only other chance you'll have to see him outside of Isidore Newman. Uh, I, the spring's going to be big here. You know, Quinn Ewers, how does he look to the Mannings? How does Ty Simpson look to the Mannings? And, and nobody Ty, runs Ty Simpson is the Ty Simpson. Ty Simpson is the quarterback. Early so enrollee at Alabama. And, and the reason that his he is an important name is um he is most likely the guy to take over for Bryce Young after Bryce Young goes to the NFL after this season, right? Quinn Ewers has got two years left at Texas. So there is that um aspect. There's so many little parts of this recruitment. But the one thing I, I will say about the Manning recruitment, they won't commit anywhere until they're 100% sure. They do not want to be in the decommitment game, um, the negative publicity that comes from that. When they make a decision, they want that to be a final, final, final decision. And that's why they're not rushing this process. You're going to see him take the spring unofficial visits, the June official visits. Could you see a late summer Commitment, quite possibly, if every, somebody checks every single box. If not, this thing could carry on until the season. And and we've talked about this before. Texas is playing the long game here. They haven't offered any other quarterback. Uh, so they're all in on Arch, um, and they're willing to take this as far, recruit through the whistle uh, on Arch Manning as it currently stands. And, you know, look, if you see Texas offer another quarterback, really go in after another quarterback. Chris Vazine is a kid who – you know, they have contact with who's a really talented 23. But if you ever see them go all in on another quarterback, you know where the Arch Manning recruitment's at him. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Now, you're down in Florida uh, to Shard Choice, the running yeah. backs, new running backs coach at Texas, recruited Florida and recruiting running backs, particularly at Georgia Tech. There are two uh, Floridians down there. One you've already seen. Uh, you sent me some video of him uh, over the weekend, Javen Simpkins out of Miami's New Orleans High School. It, he at one time even was committed to choice right. in Georgia Tech, right? Yeah, he was. And he's he is that RB2 or that change of pace back that can line up in the slot. I'll tell you, he was – now, the camp setting's built for him. You know, he's shade under 5'8", 175, 180 pounds, okay? But he took every rep with Richard Young, one of the top three ranked running backs in the country um, currently. And – Simpkins was the smoothest of all those guys. He had the best hands out of the backfield. He had the quickest feet, the most instant, sudden change of direction. Richard Young may have been a little stiff. That's a different conversation and didn't catch the ball well. Everybody has a bad day. It was windy in South Florida. But Simpkins, as a running back two, RB2, whatever you want to call it, change of pace back, he is really talented because he's got great feet. He's got good hands. He's got that low center of gravity. And like a South Florida kid, now he is extremely competitive um bobby i know you like it if you pop on his tape and watch it he's throwing spin moves in the hole both directions <laughs> both directions he'll throw a reverse spin move in the hole i mean you got to be you got to have really good feet and balance 
to throw a reverse spin move in the hole at <laughs> any level. I, there are some of us who have never done a reverse spin no. move, no, no matter where we were. Um, and by the way, to finish, to finish up on that, Bobby, I believe Simpkins will take a visit to Texas this spring or summer. The question is, is he going to get out there on his own unofficially or is he going to have to be an official visit? He goes to Georgia Tech the 5th of March. He goes to Arkansas the 12th of March. I believe Arkansas is the front runner because Tashar Choice is now at Texas. We'll see how it plays out. Texas, Texas A&M, Louisville were the other three schools he mentioned that he wants to get out to. Interesting. So Georgia Tech, Arkansas, Texas, Texas A&M, and Louisville. Um, what about Cedric Baxter? That's the guy that that is one of the top running backs in the country, if not the top, along with Ruben Owens, I, guess, I think. Uh, 6'1", 205, out of Orlando Edgewater. You did not see him yet, but in the opening, you said that you were on the way to see him probably later this week. Yeah, I think I'm going to swing up uh, to Orlando on Friday um, when I leave South Florida. Uh, look, you know, arguably the best back in the class, Charles Power, and I have him ranked the number one back, Ruben Owens number two. I mean, you know, whatever people think about that. So the thing about Cedric Baxter, he does not gather when he cuts. And he's 6'1", 205, 210. And he's a guy who doesn't have – he has a lot of tread on the tire. Now, he has not been a guy that's carried the football a lot. But then this season, he carried it 43 times in a game. He had a 300-yard game. So now that he got more opportunities, he's become an explosive game-changing player uh, in Orlando. Uh, look, where that recruitment's headed, to short choice, after Ruben Owens, the second running back he connected with after he got the job at Texas. Um, we shall see where this goes right now. I believe Texas is all in on Ruben Owens. It's headed for a Texas versus Texas A&M battle with Georgia and some other schools competing there. But the interesting thing about Ruben Owens and Cedric Baxter, it's almost all the same schools. The, right. top, the top schools are going to recruit these top two or three backs in the country. It's not a deep running back year nationally. So the top two or three guys are going to have all the same programs on them. Gotcha. What about the, the wide receiver spot? Uh, is that also – a, uh, is that also down in Florida? There's a guy named Jalen Brown that I think Texas literally uh, just uh, just they didn't just offer, but they hired somebody from Florida Atlantic that may have an in with him. This is one of the top five receivers, a handful of receivers in the in the country, right? Yeah, I know Jalen Brown's a big time guy. He plays at Gulliver Prep. They have a lot of big time dudes down there, by the way, in that class. Um, and uh, you know, look where this goes for Texas, we'll see. I mean, the one thing I do know from being in South Florida is, and it's different, is at the Under Armour camp, and this may, this, and I'm not saying this means Jalen Brown's going to Miami, so people don't get me wrong. There was more people on the Mario hype train down here than the last coaches, group of coaches at Miami. And that is going to matter when you come in and try to get a top prospect out of here. Um, with that said, you know, look, I mean, I, I, I think Jalen Brown is open. Uh, you, you have everybody, Ohio State, you have all the your normal guys that are recruiting Jalen Brown. He's going to make all those visits. I'm quite sure he'll be on Texas campus this spring or summer. Uh, he, he's going he's gonna to make the rounds. He's going to go through the process. Uh, but Miami, Florida, Florida State, they're all on him. He's got the big three that are all on him in state. That's the level of prospect he is. And it'll be interesting with these kids in South Florida um, if Mario has success early at Miami, how that changes things. My question to you, though, is, is does Texas, you think, put themselves in a position here um, with, with him, or is it, is it just really a difficult one for Texas to, to pull? 
you know, look, my stance on these out-of-state kids is until they come to campus, there's zero chance. So let's see what happens when this kid, you know, when he comes to campus and what, how it's going after that visit. Uh, because the offers are great, but unless these kids step foot on your campus, there's literally zero chance. So then once they do step foot on campus, we go from there. I think, but I do think he'll be on campus in Austin this spring or summer. Yeah, a lot of uh, in-state receivers. Texas already on Jonte Cook. And that's the other thing. I mean, Bobby, that's the other thing is like, uh, you know, 2023 in the state of Texas may not be as top heavy, like six or seven five stars as 2022, which is a ridiculous class. But the receiver position in Texas is truly, really, really good in 2023. And there's a number of offers out for guy, uh, to guys. So that's going to play in too. And uh, what will be interesting is we've talked about it before is, with all these out-of-state guys, is uh, Steve Sarkeesian, the Texas staff, they're recruiting through the whistle on the top players. But they're at some point in time, after you get those kids on campus, do you feel like you're really in it? And then do you push for somebody in-state? Because you don't want to go into getting to December with zero commitments at a position of need. Yeah, so John, I mentioned John Day Cook, Jacquez Petaway, down yeah. in Houston, Jonah Wilson. Uh, Kyle Parker. Yeah. Kyle Parker, Cordell Russell. Uh, Ryan Niblett, even though he looks like he said it out of state, they're all guys that Texas right. is in on. Um, yeah. All right, tight end, there are actually two guys, uh, one of which is Will Randall that we've talked a lot about. Uh, he's the teammate of Arch Manning, 6'4", 220. Uh, his dad is an Alabama grad. We'll have to see if Alabama plays a role there, if Alabama does indeed really push for him. But the other one came out last week or a week and a half ago, and that's Connor Cox, uh, tight end out of Jacksonville, the bowl school. 6'5", 225. He's originally from Dallas. Uh, so he moved to Jacksonville later in his uh, high school or in his uh, uh, childhood. So we'll we'll keep a contact with him because I do think that there's uh, an end possibly there. On the other side, let, let's move on, though, because I don't want to belabor too many kids because I think that we can get in the weeds a little bit. Two offensive linemen uh, of note, really. Zalance Hurd out of West Monroe that you know, I, you and I both know is one of the better players in the country, wants a chance at defensive line first, 6'5 and a half, 295. And then Elijah Jacket out of Orange, or out of Orange County at El Moderna High School, uh, 6'7, 270, big tackle prospect. Uh, what do yeah. you know about those two? Yeah, Jacket, you know Sarkeesian wants to recruit the state of California. And if there's a big-time offensive lineman, those are going to be huge battles because the state's not producing offensive linemen in numbers in the state of California, as crazy as that sounds with all the population. Um, I don't believe Texas would have offered him if they didn't think they were going to actually be in the ball game here. Uh, look, Texas got all the way to the finals on Ernest Green last year, came down to Georgia and Texas. Uh, and this is a one of the better tackle prospects in the country – and in Texas, there's a lot of really good interior offensive line prospects, offensive tackle, where are those guys going to come from? You have guys like Terrence Green, who Texas is looking like, looking at, but he wants a chance at D-line. So Lance Hurd, who we're going to talk about, wants a chance at D-line. So Texas is looking for the true offensive tackle prospects, and he's one of those. Um, so Lance Hurd, look, Bo Davis got in there early. Uh, Texas and Ole Miss offered in the same day. Those are his first two offers. Uh, as long as Hurd, he, and he's been telling people D-line, I want my chance at D-line. And, and I truly believe that's why LSU, Alabama have not offered him yet. And he's up at Neville High in Monroe on I-20. Nothing better than Nick Saban I, loves I, than taking guys from LSU on I-20, right? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And Neville, I, I'm sorry, I said West Monroe. He's at Neville. I'm sorry. He's at Neville. And 
look, this guy's an elite prospect. The question is, where is he going to play long-term? And I 100% believe it's offensive tackle. I, I talked with him last week. He told me he hadn't played offensive tackle since sixth grade. Well, he made first team all state. I mean, he's 6'5", 295. Uh, he's, a, he's a little high-waisted for your offensive tackle prospects, but when you've been like he does, it doesn't matter. Great ankle flexion, 35-inch arms on a visit to LSU. I mean, just crazy numbers, right? 10.5, 11-inch hands, reactor. But Bo Davis is really entrenched there in this recruitment. Uh, he visited Texas in June. There was a chance he was going to get back in January, but uh, the, just couldn't make that happen. I expect him to be back on campus in the spring or summer. Uh, and the longer this plays out, uh, LSU offensive line coach Brad Davis is talking to her, but they haven't offered. Got Alabama's it. had some communication, but not a lot. Um, if Hurd ever comes out and says, you know what, I've changed my mind. I want to be an offensive tackle. I think he still has offers the next day. Gotcha. Um, um, but I think right now of the schools that have offered, I think Texas is in a good spot. Got it. The interesting thing, people, we talk about all the time, little hidden areas of our pockets that have great football players, despite yeah. not a lot of population. Right. Uh, East Texas is one of those, right? Yeah. I mean, Northern Louisiana is too. I remember on a single trip through Northern Louisiana, I made back in the guy, I guess it was the late nineties. I saw Brady James, yep. the linebacker for the That's Cowboys. is now retired. Troy Edwards. Yep. Uh, he played quarterback in high school uh, and running back for Huntington in Shreveport. He uh, and then he went first round pick, I think, of the Steelers. Uh, Anthony Booger McFarlane, who's now the Monday Night Football or whatever he does for ESPN these days, he was on that trip. Uh, Eric Edwards, a tight end uh, that played, I think, in the NFL for LSU. Uh, Talance Sawyer, a defensive end from Bastrop, Louisiana, played in the NFL for the Minnesota. That was on one trip. One trip. Yeah, just, I mean, with 120 miles in between, right? Right. Um, <laughs> And so I, I feel like that's one of those, just like East Texas tends to be not a lot of big name players necessarily, except for the true superstars, Northern Louisiana is kind of similar, similarly situated where the yeah. Southern part of the state gets more attention. A hundred percent. And I think we'll look back and say um, Kendrick Law from Shreve, Captain Shreve was one of those underrated kids nationally. Yeah. Uh, you know, that came down to Bama, Texas, LSU. Yeah, uh, and I like that Texas is heavily recruiting Northern Louisiana. I really do. I think it's a great area, and I think you can win some recruitments in Northern Arizona. I mean, Northern uh, Louisiana. You just you 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 uh, you you were uh, that was a. <laughs> I was like, just the next question. The very next question is: Let's talk about defensive linemen that Texas like that that Texas likes and has a reasonable shot at uh, nationally. Let's start in Arizona. <laughs> With Michael Gardner out of Peoria, Liberty, a Phoenix area school. Yeah, you know, Texas has offered a couple of D linemen. One's Amari Washington, who's one of the better D tackle prospects in the country at Chandler, uh, Chandler in Arizona. Texas is not getting good field, uh, feedback from him. I checked with a source in Arizona on that. But the kid you mentioned, they are in Peoria, Arizona at Liberty, 6'3, 275 pound. Uh, defensive line prospect. It's uh, he, He's got a chance now. He'll be a top 300 top kid in the country. I think there's been some positive feedback there. And I, and I believe Texas thinks they can get the kid on campus here this spring or summer. Once that happens, Texas could end up being a really good player, a big player in this recruitment. Uh, because look, there's one thing we know about Arizona is these kids are not jumping up and down about Arizona, or Arizona State. 
Uh, and so as long as that's the case, that's happy hunting ground and recruiting for people. I mean, it's, whether it's Texas, Ohio State, whoever is recruiting out west into the Phoenix area, you can pull really talented players from there. I hate to I hate to derail the subject, but I do want to ask you what what happened with Jaden Daniels, uh, the quarterback at Arizona State, splitting uh, like he did. Was there any, anything behind the scenes or uh, comments that you've that you've heard? That I just think it's the continued kind of unraveling uh, there, um, you know, which is you know all the illegal visits, everything that went on there, you know, uh, because they were actually that's they were actually doing well. They were building at Arizona State. You know, Daniels has been interesting because he was big time kid out of high school. We had him in Under Armour All America game. Charles Power was very high on him as I was. He has he struggled to gain weight, right, and fill out his frame. Really talented kid, um, but you know, it, 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 the bad thing for Arizona State, he's going to go play against you now. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games. Yeah. That's no, I, I get it. That's what I. That's what I was asking. All right. Uh, the other defensive lineman actually has already been on campus, um, and he's out of Tacoma, Washington, and uh, Lincoln High School. Jaden Wayne, Pete Kwiatkowski obviously has a has a uh, tie there with him. Jaden Wayne, six five, two forty, and when you say he's got a bunch of schools after him, I mean he's got a bunch of schools. It's the entire West Coast essentially. Yeah, no doubt. And, and Texas had him on campus. There's a long-standing relationship or recruitment there. Um, a lot of connections to the people around Wayne and the high school coach. So that's one that I think is a quality offer. Obviously, he's already been on campus. I think Texas is right there in the mix. Again, you know, these pockets where you recruit out of state are so important. Where can you, where will kids leave home? And are the schools there close to the, that home? Are they a factor? And right now, I, you know, Washington, look, they're not going to be the pick to be the favorite for any of these kids right now unless there's ties to that school or that program or that coaching staff so it's a really good offer he's going to be a december graduate by the way uh so that's when you'll only have to recruit through the whistle until the december signing period because he's going to be an early enrollee uh, he's a kid that you'd expect to get back on campus for an official visit and uh, texas is has a legitimate chance all right um defensive back oh you did want to mention John Walker out of Kissimmee Osceola. You yeah. saw him. You don't think Texas is really in on that? Uh, one of the top defensive tackle prospects in the country. Look, he's he, their guys. Just for those who haven't seen Walker, their guys with better frames that look more athletic than he does. But he's a damn good player now. He has the one thing you can never coach, and that's a motor uh, to go with long arms and physicality. Uh, he was really good. I talked to John for a few minutes before the Under Armour camp Sunday, and and I asked him about Texas. He said, "Yeah, that's not." A place I'm planning on visiting, so we can put that to bed. Unless he okay. steps foot on campus, we'll put it to bed. No, that's exactly what I wanted to do here: is to try to parse through these to really try to understand them. Jordan Matthews, the defensive back out of Baton Rouge Woodlawn, has been a name that uh, not only you've mentioned, but Eric has mentioned it too. Uh, Justin Wells, I think, went by the school at one point. What, what's what's going on with Jordan Matthews at Woodlawn, and is Texas really in there? I think Texas is in it. Uh, look. LSU is obviously is a legacy at LSU. LSU, the new staff has not uh, reoffered as of whenever we were cutting this video on Tuesday. 
Um, how much does that change things if that happens? We'll see. Uh, Texas is quietly, maybe not quietly to some, uh, but they're, they're very much in the recruitment of uh, Jordan Matthews. And look, the one thing about recruiting in Louisiana is we talk about all the time, there's so many coaches, uh, members of the support staff of Louisiana ties that you feel like you're in these recruitments and you, you have the intel on these recruitments so you know what's going on. And you saw that play out with Jamon Tapp or guys they didn't get. Uh, Jacoby Matthews, but they were in that they were in that for a long, long time, and I think Jordan Matthews is going to be more of the same. Gotcha. Uh, just to recap, I, a couple things. One is um, uh, I want to recap the guys that we do think they have a shot at: Arch Manning, quarterback, running back Cedric Baxter from Orlando Edgewater, uh, Javen Simpkins, also a running back from Miami Norland, a little bit different, more of a boutique back. Wide receiver Jalen Brown out of Miami Gulliver. On the outside, but maybe some some behind the scenes stuff there. Uh, tight ends Connor Cox and Will Randall. Cox from Jacksonville Bulls, the Bulls school, but originally from Dallas. Will Randall, the tight end from uh, Isidore Newman, has already been on campus. Uh, Zalance Hurd out of West Monroe. Uh, Elijah Jacket out of Orange County, California. Both offensive linemen. Heard though, wants to start on defense. And then defensive lineman Jaden Wayne out of Tacoma, Washington, and Michael Gardner out of Peoria, Arizona. Defensive back Jordan Matthews, as well as Desmond Umiozulu, who we started off this conversation with. Uh, and we'll have to see about the, the uh, IMG guys uh, at another time. I will say this. There's two things I want to add before I let you go here, Jerry. One is I think that the two best players on the Texas roster – theoretically right now are both out of state. That's right. So B. John Robinson from Arizona, Xavier Worthy from, from uh, California. That will add to the appeal for some out-of-state kids if they come to Texas during the season or even preseason and see those guys on all the highlight reels and yes. not, uh, no offense, but not Colt McCoy or Cedric Benson who are dying the wool, Texas-born, Texas-bred type guys. I'm not saying that one's better than the other, right but it does have an effect. Well, and crazy as we're talking about this, that's where recruiting is. It's not just the on the field. It's how well they're doing off the field. Right. That's true. And both of those guys, <laughs> I mean, let's be yeah. real. I mean, no, I, I totally agree with you. And I think both those guys are, um, uh, from what I hear, feeling the love, so to speak. All right. Um, the other thing I want to mention, we talked about Northern Louisiana. And I can't believe neither you nor I mentioned this, uh, but the addition of Gary Patterson to the staff. Yeah. Uh, will influence some have some influence in northern northern Louisiana. No he did an absolute fantastic job uh, bird dogging that area uh, his almost entire uh, uh, tenure at, at uh, TCU. Uh, yeah, Jerry, you know, outside of LSU and Bama, I mean, there may not be a program that's done better job at West Monroe High. Yeah, than Gary. Yeah, in the last ten years. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. There um, you go. Hey. What do you, so what are you, what's on tap for you for the rest of the week? Yeah, I'm, I'm, we got uh, Charles and I are finishing up the on three uh, rankings for the class of 2023, which is released on Monday. Uh, I'm going to get out in the afternoon, next couple of days, see a couple of kids here in South Florida, but then head back. Uh, going to go through Orlando uh, Friday and maybe make a surprise appearance at a basketball game Friday night in another state on the way. And uh, then we'll, uh, um, we release those rankings on uh, the 28th, which I believe is Monday. Um, and it will be a, uh, obviously a big day in the industry and um, 
you know, will be a good look at how many, how much moving and shaking there is in the rankings. And there's going to be quite a bit. And the thing, Charles, and I'll say studying the state of Texas is while there may not be, and this is going to be important for us on all these shows and talking recruiting and, and throughout the cycle, there may not be seven five-star prospects in Texas in this class, because that's a ridiculous year for any state. But the depth from your grades, from the 250 range in the country to those guys ranked 450 in the country, there's a lot of depth of talent in the state of Texas in those areas, which means this spring, the evaluations are going to change for these colleges. There's going to be a lot of guys rise. There's a mon there's a safety Bobby at Marshall High named Montana Warren, who has Marshall, no Marshall, Texas or Marshall, Marshall, Texas. Okay. And this is kind of what goes on. He was at former Legion Fields. Now he's at Marshall. They had just went through a head coaching change. Uh, so Jack Alvarez just got the job there. Who was at Ennis? Um, and Cuero, actually Cuero in uh, us before that. But so this kid hadn't had the foot traffic come through. But if you turn on the tape, he's as good a lot of guys. And you're in, in Texas, you're going to see a lot of those kids rise this spring in the evaluation. Uh, Devin McEwen at Jacksonville, right? If he goes after the basketball is over and he posts a 10-5 this spring, the, this depth in the state is really, really good this year. It may not have seven five-stars, but it's never a bad year in Texas. But just all the fans remember that when these spring evaluations happen, because I believe recruiting boards at Texas, OU, A&M, TCU, what have you, are going to change in the spring. Yep. All right. Uh, Jerry, thanks for your time. I, I will say this. Texas, one month from today, begins spring practice. Big. March, March 22nd. All right. For Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks for watching this recruiting episode of On Texas Football.